You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. Okay, for the next few minutes, I'd love if you could give me your undivided attention. It's a phrase with which you are familiar. We hear it quite often. It is a phrase that to the normal mind is meaningless. Because when we use our minds normally, we are unable to give our undivided attention to almost anything. I'll explain what I mean by the word almost in a moment, but let me start by explaining how we pay attention or actually, as it turns out, normally how we don't pay attention. We are equipped with what psychology calls an attentional spotlight. It's a very good name because it actually explains exactly how we pay attention. It's like as if we are shining a spotlight on the star on the stage and as he or she moves around the stage, our spotlight follows him or her. That's how a spotlight normally works. So, as I said, it's very aptly named for the simple reason that it explains exactly how we do pay attention. The problem is our attentional spotlight isn't so much like a spotlight. It's more like a searchlight or a lighthouse. And what our searchlight does and what it is designed to do is constantly scan our environment threat. Our brains evolved in a way that ensures that our attentional spotlight is fully and immediately available to us so we know exactly what's going on when our life is threatened. It's it's an evolutionary refinement that enabled us survive or if I can put it more bluntly enabled us make it through the day. In the modern age here we are in 2020, our attentional spotlight is designed to seek out the slightest semblance of rustling bushes, the slightest possibility that a tiger or a bear or a lion may come jumping from the bushes and threaten our lives. Our attentional spotlight is designed solely to enable us survive. And I said I'd come back to explaining the word almost a minute ago, because as I said, when we use our minds normally, we are unable to give our undivided attention to almost anything. The one thing as modern adults we are able to give our undivided attention to is the kind of events in our lives that give rise to post-traumatic stress disorder. Let me explain. If I, with probably a Starbucks in my hand, was wandering down Wall Street on a bright Tuesday morning, September the 11th, 2001, and I saw a plane flying into a large office building, it would immediately have my undivided attention. Why? Because I am witnessing loss of life and I am witnessing threat to my own life. 
our attentional spotlight is designed to immediately spring into action in those circumstances. Now, the problem in the modern age is if I experience that kind of thing, I am going to immediately take what psychology calls a psychological snapshot. It's, it's otherwise called flashbulb learning. And that's going to be imprinted on my adult mind in a way that will stay close to the surface. And I won't be able to get it out of my head and without some form of treatment, and we might explain that later on, I will end up replaying that picture and suffering from what is known as post-traumatic stress disorder. Let's rewind over what I've just said, because effectively what I'm saying to you is that our minds are designed for survival. They are wired in a way that enabled us make it through the day in evolutionary times. They are still wired that way. Our minds are designed to give our undivided attention to threat to our lives. As a result, we cannot give our undivided attention to anything else. And most importantly, whilst we can give our undivided attention to our life in as much as it, we want to make sure that it won't end today, we can't give our undivided attention to the business of living, to the joy of living, to ensuring that we are tuned in enough, giving our undivided attention to the things that we actually need to do to create the life that we really, really want. The key point is, for starters, and of course we wouldn't be talking about it otherwise if it was more than just for starters, but for starters, you cannot control your attentional spotlight. Your attentional spotlight is beyond your control. It is controlled by the fundamental survival mechanisms that are built into your subcortical brain. As such, I go through my day on automatic pilot, not paying attention to anything. I do my routine tasks on automatic pilot, you know, in the way in which, for example, you lace your shoes without thinking about it. If you had to think about lacing your shoes every morning, you'd probably never get out of the house. We walk without thinking about it. We drive our cars without thinking about the actions involved in driving our cars. All our routine things in our ordinary everyday lives are done on automatic pilot because our attentional spotlight needs to be held ready for the possibilities that the bushes do rustle needs to be held ready in a way so that it can constantly scan our environment for threat to our life. So that places us in the modern age at an enormous disadvantage. It explains, for example, why, and we're not too far away from the new year at this stage, why I might have a compelling New Year's resolution. Something that really turns me on. It might be, let's take something simple. It might be related to losing weight or getting fit. And I know that's what I want to achieve and I know there are things that I need to do to get there. But I'm not able to give the things I need to do my undivided attention. And in the absence of being able to give them my undivided attention, I simply slide back into the routine that has got me to the place where I am overweight or I am not as fit as I would like to be.
Now, there are other reasons for why we don't do what we need to do or we know we need to do as well. Uh, but they're all fundamental reasons related to our evolution. And they're all good reasons, by the way, for the simple reason that our brains were designed for survival. So, you know, the idea that we couldn't give our undivided attention to walking through the bushes and marvelling at the lovely flowers or looking at a clear blue sky and giving it all our undivided attention while a tiger was sneaking up on us unawares. They're all good reasons why we can't control our attention spotlight. You see, our minds evolved over a period of 1.8 million years to the refined point where we were able to go out hunting for tonight's dinner and be properly and fully equipped to ensure that we came back with tonight's dinner, that we made it through the day and we made it safely to bed. Your life, I was going to say, is more complicated than that. That's actually not true. The way in which we live our lives become complicated because we think it is so. Our lives in the modern age are different and they are different in as much as we don't, generally speaking, have to worry about survival anymore. What we need to concern ourselves with nowadays is ensuring that we, first of all, do what we need to do to keep going. In other words, to, to live up to our responsibilities. For example, you know, uh, I cast my mind back when I was going to say I was responsible for my, my children. Uh, your children are always your children and fatherhood is not a job that you can resign from. But when they were young or when they were going through college, I needed to live up to my responsibilities. And that means that I need to do certain things. and I still need to do certain things to, I suppose, so to speak, put bread on the table. We need to ensure that we do the right things in that regard. That's at its most kind of fundamental of everyday living. But what if you want to live your life to the full? And I can't think of a good reason why anybody wouldn't want to live their life to the full, by the way. What if you want a bit of excitement in your life? And I don't mean here and there. I mean excitement in everything you do. Let's use a word that a client said to me a few weeks ago that he only ever expected to see on a Christmas card. What about if you want joy? In your life. Now don't tell me that you don't want joy in your life. Don't tell me that you don't want to be happy. Don't tell me that you don't want to live your life to the full and you want all good things. Or can I put it even better? Everything that is best for you and those you love. That's different from survival and that requires us to give our daily lives something more than the automatic lack of attention we normally give our everyday lives. You see, the problem is if I'm operating on autopilot, if I am driving without thinking about it, if I'm meeting other people without thinking about it, and I'll come back to that in just a moment, if I'm doing those things, I'm actually not living my life, I am still just surviving. And you know, for the short time that we are in it, that's not really good enough. We need to throw ourselves into our life, live life to the full, be here, be present, and give not just our lives in general our undivided attention, but give this moment our undivided attention. And I deliberately say that because your life isn't lived in decades or years or months or weeks or days. Our lives are lived 
in moments because all we have is this moment, this here and now, and the next here and now, and the next here and now. What I need to do is develop my ability to give this here and now my undivided attention. Or let me put it more simply. Let's go back to the start of this particular conversation today. I need to grab control of my attentional spotlight. Now there are all kinds of implications in doing that, all good by the way, but the first thing I need to do is understand. And it's very important, you see, when I talk to any of my clients, one of the most fundamental things that they need to understand is why they need to gain control of their attentional spotlight, why they need to pay attention to the here and now, why they need to do their mental exercises or why they need to meditate. Because if we don't do those exercises, we will never gain control of our attentional spotlight, never turn up to the here and now, never be present in our lives, and never have the opportunity, moment to moment, to live our lives to the full and to experience the happiness and joy and carefreeness that actually we should all want to embrace. I said I'd come back to the point about dealing with other people and how we actually interact with other people on autopilot. I want to ask you a very simple question that will immediately give you an insight into the extent to which we automatically relate to others. When you hopped into bed with your loved one last night, was it as exciting as the first time you hopped into bed with them? Everything becomes routine. You know, when you shouted at your son or daughter earlier today, did you feel the same joy towards them as the first time you saw them on the day they were born? Everything becomes routine. The people you meet at work every morning, or, or the people you meet on Zoom the way things are at the moment every day, you kind of meet and greet them in an automatic fashion. You kind of say to people, how are you today, without expecting an answer. Uh, an answer. You kind of just want to get on with doing what you think you have to do. And there's an important word in the middle of that. And it's a bad one and it's the word think. You kind of want to get on with what you think you have to do and forget actually the more important stuff in life in terms of actually relating to other people. We interact with other people automatically on autopilot. We learn in the first 36 hours of our lives not to pay attention to anything that has become habitual. It's, it's a process known as habituation in cognitive psychology. And what that means is that once I get to know somebody at all, I'm not going to give them my attention anymore for the simple reason that I can't. <laughs> I've, I've, I've explained why you can't give your attention to somebody else already. And by the way, when I say your undivided attention, it's worse than that. You can't give your attention to anything because your attention is held in reserve to ensure that you make it through the day. Everything we have built into our hard wiring from evolution ensures that we don't pay attention to what's going on other than life-threatening situations. You cannot give me your undivided attention because your undivided attention is held in reserve for something else.
You cannot pay attention to the ordinary things of everyday life for the simple reason that you don't have control of your attentional spotlight. Now it is vital, it is also life-changing, but it is vital that you gain control of your attentional spotlight. Because when you do gain control of your attentional spotlight, modern neuroscience confirms that under your control, your attentional spotlight will shine a light on all the opportunities available to you moment to moment to lead you in the direction that you'd love your life to go. Now, as we go in these episodes, we'll tease this apart in detail because the science is, I was going to say, fascinating. It's absolutely wonderful. The science is amazing. But essentially, if you think about what I've just said, when you gain control of your own attentional spotlight, you flip, you almost flip a switch in your subcortical brain so that the attentional spotlight is no longer threat focused, it's opportunity focused. Cognitive psychology and neuroscience over the last 20 to 30 years has confirmed and continues to confirm and continues to confirm it in more exciting detail that you can take control of your attentional spotlight. You can become fully immersed in what is going on to the point where not only do you know what is going on, but by virtue of knowing that for sure, you know what the right thing is to do and you can forget the rest. Now, how different is that from our normal everyday experience of life? How different is it from the way in which we react to what we think is going on and make what we think is going on even worse than it was before we stuck our oar in? This is a completely different way. I was going to say it's a completely different way of living your life, but actually it is the way of living your life, whereas living on automatic pilot isn't living at all. It's just making it through the day. It's simply existing. There are all kinds of implications which we will explore over the coming weeks in relation to taking control of your attentional spotlight. Uh, let's just think of a couple of them straight off. I, I'm not going to suffer from stress anymore. <laughs> and We've touched on that before. We'll go into it in more detail again. So I'm not going to suffer from stress anymore. I'm not going to suffer from kind of the lower levels of stress either, like worry and anxiety. I am not going to pay attention to the self-referential thoughts that I have in my own head, the self-doubts, the self-limiting beliefs. I'm not going to pay attention to them for the simple reason that I'm paying attention to what's really going on. Now, perhaps I need to pause for a moment because I mentioned in an earlier episode that if all of your ability to pay attention were a bucket of water, only a drop of your water would be poured into the here and now. And the vast majority of your bucket of water, so to speak, would be paying attention to the thoughts in your own head because the thoughts in your own head are the programs that your automatic pilot uses to enable you make it through the day. That, that level of attention is separate from and distinct from your attentional spotlight. But when you take control of your attentional spotlight, the extent to which you pay attention to the rubbish in your own head, that evaporates. 
the training and it is like going to the gym the training for taking control of your attentional spotlight is breathtakingly simple you and i know it as meditation now a couple of people have said to me they don't like me using the word meditation and it puts me in mind of a comment that i got from a client in the good old west of ireland many 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 years ago the client in question said to me i can't meditate i i'm a roman catholic now i said that to a group of people in the uk a couple of years ago and they all chuckled but they chuckled the same week as a vicar in a church of england uh, parish had banned yoga and meditation from the parish hall because they weren't compatible with the religion he was preaching. Meditation is not a religious practice. Now, it can be for some people, but meditation in the way in which we're looking at it from a scientific perspective is not a religious practice. I would go as far as to say that in terms of what it does to the brain, it's not a spiritual practice either, but we'll have a separate conversation on, uh, on that at some point along the way. Meditation for the purposes of our conversation today is a means of your developing your innate ability to control your attentional spotlight. Your ability is innate because it is your natural state of mind, because it is the way in which your mind operated when you were two or three years old before you succumbed to the flashbulb memories or the snapshot learning or the psychological snapshots that you took that when formed together gave you your perspective on you and the world and enabled you go through your day automatically and mindlessly. So our ability to control our attentional spotlight is innate. It is our natural state of mind, actually. It is our, if I can put it in even bigger terms, it is our true nature. And all we need to do is go back to our true nature. People often say to me, oh, I need to unlearn what I've learned about myself or about the world. And indeed, the process of unlearning, the phrase unlearning is actually widely used, not just in psychology, but in a lot of uh, personal development and self-help literature. But that is to overcomplicate the simple. As I said earlier on, our brains and our lives operate in a, in, in a very simple way. Let's not overcomplicate anything. You don't need to unlearn anything. You just need to go back to your pure and present and clear state of mind. Meditation enables you do that. It enables you to do it, obviously, while you're meditating, or perhaps, as some people say to me, well, actually, only in flashes while I'm meditating, because very often my mind is hopping around like a Mexican jumping bean while I'm meditating. And indeed, we come back to that in a later episode as well. But the point is that even if you only get a flash of clarity during meditation, that's your natural state of mind. And... While you're meditating, you're actually going to experience that from time to time. The real joy in all this is that if I meditate regularly, my brain begins to restructure itself in a way that I begin 
to return towards my innate ability to pay attention, to control my attentional spotlight to the point that eventually it becomes my new normal. Now, we'll tease this out as we go, as we must, because, you know, there's one particular client I was talking to uh, last, uh, the week before last, who I've been talking to since 1997. It isn't that he's a slow learner. It is that he has learned all along the way and is now in a completely different place, even to the place he was in a year ago. Because the more you understand this, the more you train yourself, the more you immerse yourself in all this material, the more you practice it, the more you begin to live it. And that kind of living is so different from the ordinary existing of going through each day, of making it through each day on automatic pilot. So you can give me your undivided attention. Indeed, even as ordinary, normally minded adults, we actually know what it's like from time to time to give something our undivided attention for the simple reason that sometimes it just happens us circumstantially. Say you're watching your favourite team and they're playing in the cup final and there's 10 minutes to go and uh, there's one point of the difference or one goal of the difference depending on what kind of football you're watching and you're totally engrossed and it is a nail-biting finish. In circumstances like that, unwittingly, you're going to give that situation your undivided attention. Some days, the day before you go on holidays, for example, when you actually need to do things that you've been putting off because you're getting on a plane tomorrow morning, you will give things your undivided attention. Not intentionally, it kind of just happens. Sometimes when you have fantastic evening with friends where time flies and you suddenly realise it's three o'clock in the morning. That's because you've been giving what's going on your undivided attention because you're absolutely and wonderfully engrossed in the experience of the moment. I mentioned a child's birth earlier on. They are situations in which we give what's going on our complete and undivided attention for the simple reason that they are unique, they're immersive, and very often, certainly the birth of a child, is life-changing. It's just that you don't know it in advance, and nobody told you either. Anyway, that's an aside. The key thing is that we do even know as adults what it is like to give our undivided attention. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could bottle that and take a sip out of it every day? Well, that is what meditation enables us to do to the point that as I said eventually that becomes your new way of living. So what do you need to do after this? You need to do something for a few minutes that enables you to use the phrase I've used a couple of times in other episodes come to your senses. In developing our ability to pay attention to our senses, and by that I mean just hearing what we hear and not saying, oh, that's nice music, or I don't like that music, or that sound is annoying, or it's a distraction, or 
that's too loud, or I wonder what that sound is. Without adding any of those thoughts, evaluations, or analysis to what you're listening to, that is what coming to your senses is. You just listen to it and you hear it. And then you hear the next sound. Or then you hear the same sound in a slightly different way because its pitch has changed. Or you're out for a walk and you're seeing stuff because we're seeing stuff all the time. And the problem is that because we are so unable to give anything our undivided attention in normal circumstances, neuroscience tells us that we see so much stuff, but it never gets to be processed for the simple reason that we're not giving it our undivided attention. But say you go out for a stroll after this particular conversation that we're having. Go and actually look at what you see and stop and look at the leaves on a tree or a bush or a hedge or look at a cloud in the sky and don't even say to yourself oh that's a cloud in the sky or that's a nice cloud or a white cloud or a big cloud or a dark cloud or a leaf with big ribs on it or little curly edges on it don't don't do anything that like that don't start thinking about it just look it's not easy because for all of our adult lives we have been judging everything that goes on and most importantly and most destructively judging ourselves we need to stop judging we need to stop using the thoughts in our own head which are old we've covered that before and no doubt we'll cover it again we need to stop using those thoughts stop applying those thoughts to what we're seeing feeling hearing smelling and tasting and practice being not thinking being we're not called human thinkings we're not even called human doings we're called human beings it's time to spend a little time being to simply see what you see feel how you feel or or let's make it simpler feel what you feel just when you're sitting now listening to me rub your right hand the palm of your right hand along the fabric of the clothing on your left arm and just feel it just feel it don't think about it don't say to yourself that's rough that's smooth that's tingly that's this that or the other just feel it and feel how it feels on the palm of your hand Today, as today progresses, is going to provide you with multiple opportunities for you to come to your senses and be. I want you to take one or two of those opportunities because you know what? With every one of those opportunities you take, you are further developing your ability, your innate ability, to control your attentional spotlight. You've been listening to succeed just let go to get involved join me in my facebook group strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit www.willie-dash.com